0: tony and we're here to spill our guts about horror films um thank you for watching and are listening to another episode of the gutted horror podcast if you're new to the podcast please subscribe or follow us on youtube instagram spotify um all the major platforms where you might find podcasts apple music amazon and so forth uh, you can find us at Gutted Horror Podcast or on Twitter at Gutted Horror. Uh, you could also email us at Gutted Horror Podcast at gmail.com. That's true. Good
1: gotcha. job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you may notice that um, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, there are a few little differences to right. the set.
1: Um, because it's, it's, I mean, it's, First of all, it's been a while, right? Since it's we've been, been a little bit, to, yeah. We've been on the hiatus.
0: We just started and then went on a hiatus, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we, I mean, we had you know jobs that took us in opposite ends of the country, so mm-hmm. uh, we haven't been in the same state even for like months. Yep. So now we are without Tom. Tom's not here.
0: Tom's not here. For today's episode, we want to pay homage to uh, scenes and movies that have been made better or intensified by a certain soundtrack. Um, We've devised a list of our 10 best song scene combinations. Yeah.
1: Yes. I like to say scene song.
0: Scene song, song scene. Yeah. Song that you've seen in a movie. In a scene. Songs that you've seen in a
1: scene. Yeah. Combinations. Uh, And when we came up with this idea, we immediately went into a panic. We're like, wait, but we have to watch every movie ever made first. And that was a, a hard feat. So we're going to just make an episode for today of the scenes that we can remember having enjoyed that were placed against a certain song. And then maybe do like episode part. Two scene songs, yeah. Well, we came up with a pretty big
0: list, and there are some. Uh, we did sort of like a numbering point system sort of thing to combine our two lists into one list. And there are a lot of songs that didn't make the cut. Um, so yeah, I'm sure a part two would be warranted at some point. Yeah, there's a lot of good movie song scene songs,
1: a lot of a lot of good scene songs that we haven't seen, yeah. And one day we'll see them and they might get added to our next episode of scene songs that we've seen. So
0: and to clarify that these are movies that are um, non-soundtrack movies, so like all the John Carpenter soundtracks that we love. a uh, song like um, John Murphy's uh, in a Heartbeat," in a heartbeat and 20 days later.
1: Yeah, really good song. can't have it. Yeah, part of the score. So, or
0: Goblin, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. or Sisteria. Yeah. Tenebre, Can all of it. those we, we're saving that for another. List. That's a different episode. Yeah, These are you know. songs that um, have lyrics they and have lyrics. That's really. They may be pop songs. That's a
1: key criteria is that they have lyrics because there is a song later that we'll discuss that may have made it into our list um, that was made for the movie. But because it has lyrics, it gets to sneak its way into into the, the list. Yeah, and
0: at first we actually didn't have it on the we list because we were unsure. It's like, well, like, oh, should we add it was this? Made but, for the
1: movie. but we just threw it in we there. We threw yeah. it in there willy nilly. We're not. We're not. <laughs> you know, film historians also. And as always, we're not perfectionists.
0: We're not perfectionists.
1: Um, but I was gonna not. say,
0: as always, you know, get before we get into the just all talking right. about our point system and all that. Um, we should warn you that there may be some spoilers. There, there will most be spoilers. likely be spoilers. There definitely will be spoilers. Uh, a lot of these songs happen at crucial moments in a movie, and that's what makes it so great. Um, so yeah. of course there will be spoilers. So we'll try to warn beforehand. Or afterhand. We'll introduce the song and the movie. So if it's a movie that you haven't seen and you're worried about Price, it being spoiler spoiled, think about pause it. Pause. I don't know. Yeah, pause, go watch the movie, then come back to it. Or maybe just, like, skip ahead. Um,
1: Or just take the spoiler.
0: Yeah. You know? Just take the spoiler. I don't think any of them are too crazy of spoilers. It's not like we're like, hey, he sees dead people.
1: No. (laughs) That's a good example. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's not going to be that crazy, but.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, another thing that's a little crazy is the point system. Because there is a point system. We are not mathematicians. We have taken statistics courses.
0: Yeah, but it's just a really easy point system. It's yeah. our number one song. Gets so we 10 like points. we
1: like divide like we came up together with like thirty songs total.
0: Yeah, so we had a pool of thirty songs, 30 songs that we collectively chose together. We
1: each went into like a dark corner, and like made our own top ten scene songs, and out of that from list that of list of thirty. Yeah, And we ranked them 1 through 10. And then we gave them points. So like our number first choice. The number one number choice. Number first choice. Number first choice. <laughs> number first. <laughs> um, got 10 points. And then our 10th choice got like one point. So like right. let's say I picked Jingle Bells from Jack Frost as my... Love that movie. <laughs> love, love that song. Love that tune.
0: Was that in there?
1: I don't know. I'm assuming because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, full disclosure, that's not in our list. So if but that was your number if one song. Jingle Bells from Jack Frost was my number one song, and it was, oh, okay, so if it was my number one song, mm-hmm. it would get 10 points from me alone. But let's say it was also in Tony's top 10. Let's say
0: I, it was my number two song. It would get nine points. Nine points. So then we do Totaling 10 plus nine. 19. Jingle
1: Bells gets freaking 19 points. Yes. Yeah, making, okay, so possible the most points possible any scene song could get would be 20 points. And that would only be if it was both of our number one. Anyway, if you get it, cool. If you don't, whatever. Just Yeah, we
0: tallied the songs. And then once we had the number of points that each song got, then we um, ranked those one to 10. And that is our list. That's our list. So here we go. (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay, I will start with um, number 10 on our list with four points is When the Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash, which was um, the opening credit song to the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Zack Snyder came into... Um, Directing through music videos, mm, so it, it is apt that he is making this intro song that was uh, very cleverly giving the audience the backstory of a zombie apocalypse. After this really intense scene, then it's like we don't need any of the backstory because this one song, music, almost music video, like because you had these yeah. sort of, and it breaks um,
1: everything down for you because we get the opening scene of Sarah Polly mm-hmm. um, and her husband. And then we get the opening credits and it's images interspliced of like, I think, actual footage with their fictionalized found footage and also of what is happening um, biologically with um, the humans turning into zombies, like, you know, little like slides of cells and cells dividing and mutating.
0: Yeah. Is it some sort of CGI thing or is the cells I don't know. mutating? Yeah. I, I'm,
1: I'm assuming so. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think they actually filmed cells
0: mutating. I don't know if you can do that. And it's a pretty lengthy intro. It um, is. So they play most of the they song. They do play
1: a good chunk of the song.
0: They might play this whole song. I don't know. They yeah. play a good chunk of the song. Yeah.
1: And just, you know, Johnny Cash's is um, very um, somber and almost like deadpan voice. Just echoing when the man comes around and you don't quite know who the man is. What is the man? Is the man death? Samantha <laughs> Zombie.
0: Yeah. Mm. And it's, it was also cool for me because this movie came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of like post 9 11. Yeah,
1: on the heels, 9 11. Yeah.
0: And this was right around the time when people were starting to take these sort of like videos out Everyone in the world. Was a lot of media oblivious. was looking like like this, like these really bad cell phone videos. Yeah. Um, I think this was just maybe slightly pre iPhone, but people had but video digital on.
1: cameras for sure. Yeah. So in this moment, everyone was like a witness to like what was happening in the world.
0: Yeah. And so really cleverly, the intro took things that looked like they could be real footage. Yeah. And I think some of it might have been real footage. I think
1: they were. Yeah. Very cleverly, like, you know, interspliced and like real footage with. The fictionalized found, found Yeah, footage.
0: so it was a, a great way to kind of set the tone for the movie, kind of see the societal collapse. And then you get these characters who are like, well, what do we do now? Let's hang out at the mall. Yeah. But, <laughs> a lot of other great songs in that movie, too. But
1: you told me that the reason why this scene for you stuck, or, out. stuck out was because of the setting in which you saw
0: yeah, it. So, yeah, um, so I saw this movie. I was, I was in Paris, actually. I was by myself watching the movie at a mall and um i yeah this movie must not have been very popular in paris because i was the only person in the theater and the mall was closed it was like the last (laughs) showing and when i got out of the theater i was yeah i had this like really kind of eerie you were alone
1: it almost felt apocalyptic
0: i think that's one of the big reasons why the remake of dawn of the dead is one of my favorites definitely my favorite remake well it's just a good and just stands out yeah Yeah. it
1: stands out for most people but that experience that you had i'm like jealous because
0: (laughs) i i I was frightened
1: i know i i thoroughly enjoyed the movie watching it like i think in my room on like dvd but the fact that you got to experience it in that almost like 4d setting where you are unintentionally <laughs> and you are I didn't know what it was you're going in a to foreign be about. country where you don't speak the language and you that is even more isolating and i feel like that really helped amplify all of the the feelings that i'm assuming zach snyder wanted his audience to feel when watching this movie that
0: yeah i was the target audience someone alone in a, small, alone in a theater. small theater yeah target audience <laughs> Yeah,
1: very very niche, very niche. <laughs> good, that was a good one. I didn't have that on my list, but um, I I like I like that one. Okay, so the next one that we have, or the next ones, it's like a the trifecta. The next three, yeah, it next was a three way tie. Three way tie. They all got points seven each. points. In no particular order, because they all got seven points. So seven,
0: eight, nine. So yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll just say. I'll say the first one. Yeah, don't say even say one. number seven. Just so this. These are the next three.
1: Yeah. The so one of the next three. I'm going to say this one is Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie in 1981's Strange Behavior, a.k.a. Dead Kids, directed by Michael Laughlin. I've heard this song before. I've heard this song before Um, I I had seen the movie. Uh, I don't know if Tony had it plays during this uh, costume party scene in Strange Behavior, and I mean, I get the feeling that Strange Behavior was probably inspiration for Disturbing Behavior. I mean, mm. if if not <laughs> the titles, <laughs> then because of um, the subject matter.
0: Yeah, Strange Behavior, also known as Dead Kids. Yeah, they got a rename somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. In this setting, these kids have this little costume party. They're all dressed up like, you know, whatever. Who knows? Like someone's dressed like Flintstones. There's a Dracula somewhere. Um, And when this song comes on, they all just start hopping around and they start to hop in a very choreographed manner, almost like how you would see Cupid Shuffle these days at a wedding. Everyone's doing the same kind of (laughs) lion dance. But with this one, They are just in unison doing these little moves during this little party scene and almost the entire song with that veil of like you know mind control happening off in like the background somewhere throughout the movie. It's unclear as to whether or not these kids are in unison because they are all in unison being mind controlled. Or they're just kids and they want to feel part of this community and they want to feel part of something and they want to be doing the same thing anyway. And so the whole scene is just very jovial, but creepy at the same time that they are electing to do the same thing in a very like automaton kind of fashion, even without the mind control um, as like an added um effect. So I, I really enjoyed the scene. And this the whole movie has it has several songs that are very great.
0: We're finding this out about a lot of the songs that we chose a particular song. They might have like three or four really good Yeah, songs. they
1: might have three or four. But I mean this is the one that stands out to me as like the most salient and the most um impactful scene song combination in the movie. It's yeah, a good movie. It was it was good check it out. Kids.
0: <laughs> the next one part of the three-way tie is good vibrations by the Beach Boys from 2019's Us, uh written and directed by Jordan Peel. <laughs> And this movie takes place during the other family friend of the main family. Yeah, like the Tylers. The Tylers. The friends
1: of like Lupita Nyongo's family.
0: They're on vacation. They're The the dad's kind of like drinking his cocktail and kind They're of. They're
1: unwinding for the night.
0: He's kind of being like, I don't know what's the word. He's like being a goof. He's being a baby. Wife, being like,
1: elizabeth mosk's character she's like honey i heard a sound outside go check on he's like no i'm done i'm left to to my beach boys And they have
0: these twins <laughs> upstairs who are just kind of doing their thing like on their cell phones so he yeah. asks the smart radio is is that what we're calling it it's like a smart speaker smart speaker yeah to play the beach boys so he can relax and unwind have yeah. his cocktail and then he he's kind of like looking outside to see if there's something there, and he's like, "Oh, there is something there." But he's joking around, and then it turns out that there is the double the family. Yeah, the tethered. The tethered.
1: Yeah, the tethered family coming is there.
0: for them in yeah. this really grisly murderer scene. It's really mm-hmm. creepy too, with the tethered twins. The tethered twins standing and there. And so then you
1: have like quadruplets.
0: And then you have Elizabeth Moss at one point, she's crawling, she's bleeding. Yeah, towards
1: the end, like they've all been slaughtered and like, you know, slashed. And Elizabeth Moss is like last man standing. And she is, like, crawling towards her, like, doof of a husband for some reason in her, like, dying moments. Meanwhile, this very relaxing, iconic American song is playing in the background. I'm not a fan of the Beach Boys, but, like, I can appreciate that, that the Beach Boys have these very iconic American songs. And I'm a big fan of the Beach Boys. Oh,
0: okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> But you're a fan of the song. I'm a fan in the of the
1: scene. And I think that's like, you know, that's like a testament to like the scene song combinations that like you could be you could hate that song, but you could love the scene with that song. Mm-hmm. Um as I do. Hate that song, but love this scene. And But
0: I think you were on the verge of mentioning that she's crawling to her husband, yeah. Yeah, and she's like called the police and then the smart speaker. Plays fuck the police. Yeah. Which is just kind of a nice little funny touch.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. And dies. Yeah. It's a good scene.
0: It was a great scene. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Also in this three-way tie, our third movie scene song completing this trifecta is Deo.
0: Deo!
1: by Harry Belafonte <laughs> in 1988's Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton. And it's that dinner party scene, of course, and I love this scene so much. I watched it again recently, and I think I love it so much because of Catherine O'Hara and what she does in this scene. How there's a moment of silence where she looks terrified and befuddled. Like, she doesn't want to speak. And so when she finally does, out comes Deo. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: she knew it was coming. And she's like, I can't hold this in. It's like a... Like a burp or something that you're like trying to hold in, and it finally comes out. And you're like, oh shoot, that's what it sounded like. Well,
0: what a fun possession! Yeah, definitely uh, easier possession than Reagan and The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, stabbing yourself in the uh, crotch. Yeah. Oh with well, a crucifix.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more fun than that. <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice
0: is a nice deep what uh, an you know.
1: antithesis to possession you have <laughs> um yeah so this was a, a very fun possession <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're like dancing around the dinner table and um the entire time like i'm just like watching Catherine O'Hara and her like i don't know how to stop this i don't know if i want to i'm very confused and she keeps going and then the shrimp cocktail just like emerges. the monster hands grab and, them, the face and down. yeah oh, and so i always good.
0: confuse the scene with the scene at the end also the other hair about the jump in the line, jump in the line yeah Where she's like she's like floating why winona's
1: floating that's like her prize for getting like a good grade on some test or yeah. something
0: so I, whenever i watch the scene i was like why aren't they floating they should <laughs> be floating by now and i was like oh wrong scene wrong yeah, scene yeah, yeah. yeah the deo scene is good
1: scene. and the thing another thing that i think is like a good sign of like a good scene song combinations if i hear that song afterwards without the movie uh and i think of that scene and yeah, whenever exactly, i hear yeah. deo i agree I with think that, of I, that scene. yeah
0: i think the the song and the scene are um connected and when you think of the song as you just said when you yeah. think of the song you think of beetlejuice Two
1: become one
0: Yes, even when I'm at a baseball game and they're screaming out Deo over, I still think of Beetlejuice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Is that like, because like Freddie Mercury used to do that too, right? So.
0: Something like that. Is that Freddie Mercury thing? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the Harry Belafonte Deo.
1: Okay, it could be. All right, well, I'm not a big baseball fan, so.
0: But we just went to a baseball game and they said it. They did. They did, and
1: every time they did it, I kept thinking, "Is this Freddie Mercury's dayo or Harry (laughs) Belafonte?" I thought that every single time.
0: I always thought it was Harry Belafonte's dayo. Interesting.
1: Okay. Well, number six.
0: Uh, Number six is um, so. Number six got eight points, uh, so only the difference of one point from that three-way tie Mm -hmm. to sixth place. Yeah. Um, it is Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds from 1996. Scream, directed by Wes Craven. Your one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand
1: yep it is and this is the
0: scene where um the town's shutting down for curfew. And curfew yeah for curfew everyone's paranoid on um, heightened alert kids. yeah and you have uh dewey and tatum
1: and sid and they're and it's still like it's still like in the brightness of day and that's why it's so unsettling that like the town is already shutting down for curfew and it's still very bright outside and this song it starts with like the gonging of the bells in that very like iconic red bright hand kind of a way um and i think sydney even makes a comment like oh wow this looks like the town that dreaded sundown um and i had not heard this song before i saw scream and Actually, it was this scene and the the whole franchise that made me interested in Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and I started looking into them more afterwards. So, without Scream, I would not have been introduced to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, so and we were like pretty cool young voice. in 1996 when yeah. so this came out. This particular scene isn't as salient for me as the song is in relation to the entire franchise, because. Mm-hmm. I know this song plays in screams one through three. I don't know if it plays in scream four, Um, but when I hear this song, it makes me think of the whole franchise rather than a specific scene. So I guess it's like kind of a cheat in a way, because Mm. it's not just that scene where the the town's closing down for curfew. It's the entire franchise. When I hear this song, I think of all three screams.
0: Yeah. And for some reason, um, this song yes you know, this song didn't make my list um but i don't associate this song with this movie i love the scream movies but um i i don't know i i have more when i think of scream i i think i think of the like intro scene and the scene at the end the party scene mm-hmm. um the that that song doesn't necessarily like stand out to me um, but it's a great song. When I went back and re-watched when we were coming up with our, our list, our, our pool, um I thought it was a really good scene, kind of just kind of like um setting the mood before all the actions going yeah. to happen. It's and I actually knew the storm. song more from the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Sadly. What
1: what role did this song have
0: in Dumb and Dumber? Um it's uh, when when uh, Harry or Lloyd, is it Lloyd? I can't remember the name, but when one of them are um, going to buy groceries and gets robbed by the little lady.
1: And they play Red Right Hand. Yep. Like the ladies, like the Red Right Hand. hmm Like she's...
0: <laughs> it's, that's when I first heard this song. <laughs> and then boring. I later became a fan of Nick Cave and Bad yeah. Seed. So. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's always a good sign if you um, see a, a song in a movie and then later you're... A fan of that yeah. band. Like you discover a new band yeah. through the movie. That's
1: why I love movie soundtracks so much. Is yeah. that you, it's almost like having a mixtape that someone made you. hmm Yeah. So yeah. Good job, Wes Craven. <laughs> Don't know if he picked that personally, but I liked it.
0: All right. So what made uh number five on this list?
1: Okay. Number in our fifth place position with nine points. Mm-hmm. We have Don't Stop Me Now by Queen in 2004's Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright. Yes. And this is that scene where the...
0: It's the climax the, of the movie. The
1: climax of the movie. Um, I think the old um, owner of the bar, who's now a zombie, has unearthed from somewhere. And the boombox, not the, the ju- jukebox.
0: jukebox,
1: jukebox starts playing this song. And
0: I can't Liz. remember how. How does it start playing? Does it just someone malfunction bumps or something? it? Someone bumps it. Okay. Someone that's
1: right. bumps it. I think, or maybe Ed puts coins in it. Who knows? Um, but it starts playing, and uh, Liz and Sean and Ed they all grab their like tool of choice and they start beating this zombie in unison, or to the beat of "Don't Stop Me Now," and it's very like comical and well choreographed. And um, Diana or Diane. And um, Sean's mom are like moving to the beat of the song, but still watching and raptured by what's going on before them. and so,
0: <laughs> I think Sean questions the song. He's like, "Why are you playing this song? It was on random." It's on
1: random. Yeah. It's and then he
0: has that really like quick line. He's like, "Kill the queen." Kill the queen,
1: which I'm sure went over well in uh, Britain, but or England
0: anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it was all. In good it's fun. probably like
1: yeah for for us. We're like ha ha. Um, anyway it was uh quite a hoot quite a hoot and a holler <laughs> i i love that that scene um yeah.
0: also another uh example of a movie that has a lot of really good songs it has the uh, like white lines in there yeah like, dun, 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 dun. yeah and the,
1: the zombies in the back going oh, like singing along with them like nah he messed it up yeah there's a lot of good stuff yeah there, there. there is it's a good another good soundtrack um, all right, number in our fourth
0: place. Num- number four, moving right along with uh, 12 points. We have mm-hmm. Free Bird by Leonard Skinner from 2005's The Devil's Rejects, directed by Rob Zombie. Cause And this is such an iconic scene in horror that I'm sure it's ranked very high on um, a lot of horror fans' lists of best Best music scene songs, Mm -hmm. best music choice for a particular scene. Um, And this one, um, for me, ranked really high. So for me, it was my number three uh, out of 10 yeah, and the reason why it ranked so high i'm not even a huge fan of rob zombie um but the scene was done so well and it's um it's just like shot beautifully it has this like really nice aerial shot and it's sort of like the film and louise moment of the movie where and the- it's right
1: after our central characters just like you know escaped a very harrowing moment where it seemed like it was their end. And they get out at the last minute, and it seems like it's like the film winding down. You almost expect to see credits rolling. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. They got away. Um, and they're just kind of careening through these mountainous roads. They're exhausted. They're beat. And they're bleeding out. They're bleeding bloody. out. But they think it's over. And you almost despite how awful they are you almost like hope it's over because it's been a journey if like you've watched this movie from beginning to end um it's a hard movie to watch and that's like a testament to like rob zombies like directing that he made this movie with these central characters that are so detestable and awful and psychotic
0: um but he wants to make them lovable I, I feel know, like that's Rob Zombie's thing I don't He's making these horrible characters that he he wants you to like kind of think they're cool or something.
1: I mean, maybe he wants you to think they're cool, but he doesn't try to make you feel bad for them in any mm. way. And I I am so almost in awe. I, I can't say that I love the movie, but I am in awe of what he did. And he didn't once make you feel bad for them because he doesn't give you any of their backstories. Like, oh well, you know, they were abused as children. It was just they are just at heart psychopathic people that are wanting to do terrible things to others. But still, despite all that, because they're so beat, you feel their their beatness, and mm-hmm. you hope that it's over. And then at as the car slows to a stop and the whole song's still playing freebird's still going and that's not a short song and you don't see what they see yet you just see the car is stopped and you're like oh crap you you know what they're looking at and it pans over and you see the police barricade and yeah, that yeah.
0: moment you're like you feel for the characters, but the whole movie you like were hating the characters. Yeah. I don't know. It's just
1: it, yeah, you feel like in turmoil as an audience member. So I'm like, good job, and, Mr. but you Zombie. know what's gonna
0: come? It's all yeah. shot in slow motion. You know, yeah. this is like their final ride. Yeah, they, and then they when the, look when at the each song other. starts to pick up, then mm-hmm. um, then they. Just go guns ablazing yeah. into they the. They floor
1: it towards the police barricade. Yeah, they're, they're getting during shot during the climax up and, of this song, and they're getting yeah. riddled with bullets, and it's just like the the riddling of bullets, you know, just like is placed so well with like the song's climax, and and then it, I think it just cuts into like mm-hmm. almost like a skip frame. Um, yeah, it was it was a good scene. Yeah, it made both of our lists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving right along to our third place song third place scene song third place song Mm -hmm. how many
0: points did it get
1: it got 14 points
0: 14 yeah pretty good so
1: it definitely made it on both of our lists uh is cry little sister by gerard mcmahon from Mm -hmm. 1987's the lost boys directed by joel schumacher And this song is one of those that we were talking about where like it was made for the movie but it's not part of the score and it has lyrics so it got to wedge its way into it. we almost list. didn't put it in there almost didn't put it in but we had to like you know we can't have like yeah we had a to kind of, of decide what our criteria was and then
0: kind yeah. of <laughs> just making up stuff
1: we just made up our own rules willy nilly.
0: But the move, the song is in the um, intro to the movie, and it's-, it's in the
1: middle and like very pivotal po- mo- uh, very pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. And it's like towards the end, so it's like got like a sandwich effect going.
0: Right, they they play it throughout the movie at these pivotal moments. Yeah, um, and it's a great song. It kind of has this like. Uh, really s- sort of fun 80s synth mixed with like hair yeah. band and very passionate there's synth. like a like a choir element to yeah. it um it's very moody i would say yeah uh, and just like the lost boys is kind of like you know that opening scene they kind of like traveling through the fog mm-hmm. um it really sets the tone for the movie um, and
1: like spoiler it, it happens during the point of michael's turn into yeah. a vampire yeah
0: i think there's a there's a statue of limitations against spoilers of movies in the 80s <laughs> can't spoil movies in the eighties. <laughs> well
1: 80s. fine i mean there are still some like 80s movies i haven't seen so i would like them to not be spoiled i appreciate the spoiler warning anyway <laughs> um i had read though that um gerard mcmahon had made the song before having seen like a stitch of the film And after he saw it, he had said that had he known what was going to happen in the movie, he would not have made the song. He did not want the song to be about the vampire. Uh, He wanted it to be more about um, the longing for family from a rejected youth's perspective.
0: Right. Um, And you were kind of reading into that as like the um the vampires are the lost boys they are the rejected youth. they are
1: the rejected youth and so I I they're trying to find a family they happen to be vampires but um they're still trying to find that acceptance in the world and so I feel like the song still applies so yeah I don't think Mr McMahon should second guess himself with this song
0: (laughs) yeah and once again another movie where the entire soundtrack is amazing. um plenty of great songs i have recently listened to the last boys soundtrack in its entirety and i can say that i liked most of the songs
1: yeah oh good
0: (laughs) (laughs) very 80s yeah
1: that gets to be a different list like movies that had very well-rounded soundtracks where we just that would be slow
0: like very specific i mean top 10 yeah
1: anyway all right let's move on number, all right number, number two, two
0: number two uh number two with 17 points mm-hmm. which means that it ranked very high on both of our lists yeah. is um death by uh, the white lies in 2014's a girl walks home alone at night written and directed by anna lily Amirpour.
1: This one was actually my top choice. So it was my number one. I love this scene-song combination so much. Um, I will sometimes just like Google and look for this scene and just watch it. It almost feels like this could be like the music video for the song. Um and the the place in the movie in which this happens is um The central male character, um, Arash, he had, I think, just attended a costume party. He was dressed as Dracula and he had taken some drugs from a friend. Mm -hmm. I believe it's ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And the girl, aka the vampire, finds him and takes him back to her apartment. Uh, She does not feed on him. I think she feels a connection Um, but he's passed out on her bed and she goes over to her nightstand and and puts on a record and it's this song and it starts from the very beginning of the song and uh, Arash stands up, sees this mirror ball entranced by, he just spins it and that mirror ball um, is very key to the scene for me because the actors move so painstakingly slowly that you would think that the scene was happening in slow motion if it weren't for that mirror ball which is happening in real time Mm. and so i don't know if the actors were just directed to move as slowly as humanely possible or if they did some sort of like editing there but they are moving so slowly towards each other and the suspense is heightening and they're moving towards each other slowly and slowly and slowly um and they reach one another and at the slot the song's climax she actually tilts his head back and gets close to his neck but does not bite and um the song fades into his pulse and to his heartbeat and it's a very suspenseful and romantic scene that that's how it ends is that she does not feet on him mm-hmm. they are just together and uh, and
0: i remember this movie it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember it being a bit of a quiet movie mm-hmm. um and so this scene really fit with that sort of pacing yeah um i also really like the fact that it the the song happened within the um world of the movie i'm sure there's a technical term for it but you know, like when um, a character in a movie presses play on a, on a tape cassette or, you know, drops the needle on a record player and then they are hearing the song. Right. Um, to me, that's something that is always kind of nice in a movie. Like in Pulp as Fiction. A, yeah, like Son of a Preacher Man Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, just music playing in the background and the characters in the movie aren't actually aware of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it just adds that extra layer of like, you know, they they are there in that scene. You're and it there brings in that the scene audience
1: in, it makes you feel like you are with them. Yeah,
0: like yeah. you're in that scene with mm-hmm. them. They hear what you hear. Mm-hmm. Uh so yes, I thought that was a, a great scene. Love that movie. Yeah. Um I think shot. I
1: think it is really hard for um for people to take time with things Mm -hmm. like, because we are in a very fast culture now. Mm -hmm. And I think to have a scene like that, that really takes its time is unique. Yeah. And to not be bored by it is also unique. Um, So there can be various slow scenes that you are kind of like, meh, turn on the channel. But with (laughs) this one, you are so enraptured by, I think the, you know, the scene and song combination that you are so, entranced by what is happening so yeah good one i like that one
0: all right so we are to the number one of our top 10 scene songs and do you want to say what it is is it my turn yep oh okay our first place seen song
1: with 19 points is goodbye horses by mm-hmm. q lazarus in 1991's Silence of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demme.
0: nice 19 points that means that it was
1: this guy's number one Yep. my number two
0: yep so it got 19. 19 okay. points so a near perfect mm-hmm. score um to me goodbye horses is another one of those songs um, where you it's hard to separate the song from the scene in the movie mm-hmm. uh, whenever i think about that song Uh, I immediately think about Buffalo Bill doing his dance, kind of like, you know, prepping, doing his his beauty routine. and Yeah. um, He's doing
1: his makeup. He's doing his wardrobe. It's like a cool Friday night for him. And he's totally ignoring the pitiful cries from Catherine Martin's character or Catherine Martin in the pit in the other room yeah It's <laughs> like whatever my victim i'll get it's an amazing later. song yeah
0: um we like this song so much that we chose it as the as our first it's dance our first
1: dance at our wedding yeah
0: which is why i'm surprised that it wasn't your number one song
1: i just love that death scene <laughs> so much from girl walks home alone at night yeah. um and- i do really love the buffalo bill dance and the um q lazarus song but um
0: and for those who feel that um, Silence of the Lambs is more of a thriller suspense movie, I feel like this scene would be the like argument that says, like, this into, is this, this is, is horror. horror. You have the serial killer who's trying the skin on of his victims. And it's well, not so, at this
1: moment, but he's just like so oblivious to his like psychosis, and like his like, you know psychoticness
0: right like he he applies the for the skin right. to the forehead skin and okay, putting yeah, makeup yeah. on over the it wig. so he's mm-hmm. yeah so like that's like a pretty horrific scene yeah. and it's just done so well it's like such an iconic scene yeah that uh that's why i chose it and it's been parodied
1: one. and so i feel like anytime a, a scene has been parodied that that's like you know a testament to like how good that scene is how memorable and universal that scene is, is yeah. that it's even worth being parodied. yeah yeah a good one i enjoy it it's my number two sheesh
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: every now and then maybe it'll eke its way into number one position for me but at this moment it's my number two. okay well
0: cool I'm so excited. that that was our top 10 list of scene songs um we did want to quickly mention some honorable mentions so at least you have oh, an honorable yeah, mention i
1: do it's um don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult in uh, the original Halloween.
0: Mr. Riddle is 87. You can still watch. It's probably all he can do. What's the pumpkin for? I brought it for Tommy. I figured carving a jack-o'-lantern would keep him occupied. I always said you'd make a fabulous girl hmm.
1: Um, and that's my honorable mention and not in my actual list, because um when I went back and rewatched that scene, it wasn't as stand out as like the free bird scene or the um the white lies death scene um it was however what first got me to start noticing soundtracks in in movies Mm -hmm. and uh, i just love that scene where um, the characters, Lori and Annie, are just, you know, driving around in the car and um, talking about high school things like, oh, Ben Tramer has a crush on you, blah, blah, blah. And um, the Blue blue Oyster Cult song is on the background. I imagine that probably was like a popular tune at the time. And yet the audience can see in the back window, Michael Myers is following them in that station wagon. and And it just makes it so creepy hearing that song. Um, and knowing what your central characters don't know. Um, and yeah. And it was after that that I started really looking into like, you know, soundtracks and buying soundtracks, almost like a, a mixtape that the, the movie made for you. Um, and I think that's why it has to be my, one of my honorable mentions just because it kind of got me more interested in, in, actually listening to, um, songs that are in movies.
0: Um, and my honorable mention is Tim Capello's, I still believe from the last boys. (laughs) And, uh, like I was saying before, um, Lots of great songs in that movie. The movie holds a high nostalgic value for me. Um, and that scene is unforgettable where you have Tim Capello.
1: Those moves.
0: Yeah, buff guy with a saxophone dancing oh, sure. around. Yeah. Uh, Michael's eyeing Star and the crowd's going wild. Like they're like headbanging. Star's and like eyeing Michael, around. but
1: also really eyeing Tim Capello. Yeah, she's, she doesn't know she's who into to Tim. choose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's such a a good song, such a good scene. That's my honorable mention.
1: That's a good one, good one. Yep. What? We did
0: it! Yep, so that's our list. Um, Top 10 scene songs. Yeah, so (laughs) thanks for tuning in. Um, Once again, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Um, If you're listening on one of the podcast uh, platforms, go ahead and download and... um, Write us a review. All that good stuff really helps us out. Thank you. All right. This has been an episode of Gutted. Gutted.